This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. And now, the new home of the Chicago Bears. We are live from the State Street Old National Bank Studio, WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Walking Abdallah, week nine, six to eight, right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We'll continue talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. I also want to uh, talk to you about the NBA. You know, the, the NBA is back in its normal uh, schedule with the regular season. You know, uh, everyone's so bored with the oh. regular season. There's games that took place yesterday. The Bulls lost to the Bucks, 133-129. The Bulls are now 9-15 and on the season, 12th in the East. They host Denver tonight. Abdallah, no one has talked about the Bulls. Bulls playing two games against two of the best teams in the the NBA the last two days, and not one person has mentioned either of those games. Can I I hand up moment for a second? Go ahead. Be honest. Um, I believe it was Kevin changed the channel uh, and put on NBC Sports Chicago, and I thought, why did he just put on NBC Sports Chicago? And then I go, oh, yeah, the Bulls are playing. Yeah, Adam Amin's on TV. Yeah, That's yeah. The champs are in town. Yeah, the champs. Yeah. Denver is in town. That's right. Uh, I saw this earlier today. Hoops Hype is reporting that the Bulls are looking for, quote, win now players in possible trades. Let that sink in, right? Like, because they've started to win a couple of games here, that sources are suggesting that on the trade market, the Bulls are looking for, quote, win-now players, which I'm sure most Bulls fans would have hoped that if this isn't going to go the way you expect it and you're going to trade away pieces, that you would tank out and then hopefully land a superstar in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently the Bulls are looking for win-now players to pair with Patrick Williams, Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan if he's still here, and whatever they have. Well, they face off against Denver tonight. Uh, you're very hot and bothered over a piece of information the Bulls released earlier today. Yeah, the Bulls released today that they're going to be adding a ring of honor uh, to the United Center, uh, and that the first induction, or the first 13 members of this... 13. 13 members. They're going to do a full ring in the first year? Essentially, 13 members. It's going to be the 95-96 team, and then there's various... Coaches, players like Jerry Krause is going to get in. Johnny Red Kerr is going to get in. Bob Love is going to get in. Like, there's a lot of guys that deserve to be in. What I don't understand is, like, Jordan and Pippen are going to go in also. Rodman's going in, like, as individuals. Have we not? Have we forgotten who we were, who we are? You're the Chicago Bulls. Jordan's numbers retired. Yeah. I went to the game where they retired Pippen's number. It's in the rafters. It's in the rafters. It's up there. It's already there. Sure. Why do you need a ring of honor? There's a statue out front of Michael Jordan. Well, it's inside now. Well, you know what I mean. It used to be out front. It used to be outside, the, and now the it's common out. folk used to be able to see it. Yeah. Now it's inside. They put and a you little have scarf have a, on it during the winter. You have to have a ticket now. No, to, to yeah, see you got to have a ticket to see yeah, it. Yeah, you can't just go up to the Jordan statue. No, uh-uh. You have to have a ticket now yeah. to see the statue. My point is that there is the six trophies are there. You can go see them whenever you go to the game. What on earth do you need a ring of honor for? Who's going to be next? 
Are you going to put Ben Gordon, Kirk Heinrich? What are we doing? Well, that, I guess that's my question is if you're going to have a ring of honor, you're essentially all of the people who are worthy of being in a ring of honor you're putting in in the first year. What's the point? Like, okay, I believe that eventually Derrick Rose should get his jersey retired by the Bulls. He should get his number one retired. So what, you're going to retire his jersey and then put him in the ring of honor also? But that's why I'm confused. All of the people who have retired jerseys, you listed off as being a part of this first group in the Isn't ring of Krause honor, right? Is on one of the banners? Yeah, he has his own. He has his own banner. But, like, the names. Is Sloan on the names who are going to be in the ring of honor? I believe so. Hold on. So, like, Bob Love, Jerry Sloan, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, yeah. Red Kerr, mm-hmm. Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. They're all in the first group. Of this Ring of Honor, Yeah, right? it's going to be Phil Jackson, Jerry Krause, Artis Gilmore, Jerry Sloan, Tony Kukoc, Bob Love, Chet Walker, Johnny Red Kerr, Tex Winter, and Dick Klein. Okay, so essentially, for a Ring of Honor, you're starting up. Anyone who would be worthy, you're just throwing Is, on there for the first Are you going to go up there? And then did you see in the press release, every two years, mm-hmm. they're going to add to it. Yeah. So like Abdallah's saying, in two years, who's left? Who, who's left that's not well, you're on gonna, there? In two years, so you, there's criteria Lul to this. Dang? So you had to have been retired for three years, right? So Noah will be in in two years. Yeah. Okay. So Joakim Noah. Luol Dang. Luol Dang. Heinrich. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Horace. But, but at that point, what? is it really a... No, a for real. Horace Grant. No, Horace will get in. Does BJ get in? BJ Armstrong? BJ will get in. <laughs> BJ Armstrong gets in? Yeah, why not? What about Pax? Is he left out? He gets, he gets, he gets two. Oh, you know they're putting packs in. Gar, maybe Gar. They get, they get two. Gar Does packs. Gar? They go in as Gar packs. Gar packs. They go in as Gar Here, packs. Here's my question. Before I get hot and bothered on this, because you're very, I just think it's in stupid. Our, like it's our, dumb. You're the Bulls. See, he's very angry. What do you need this for? There's so much memorabilia around the stadium. You don't need to do this. Well, um, this is what I'm going to ask before I get hot and bothered like you, because in our non-meeting meeting that we are having upstairs, you slap were, and tickle. You were laughing at the Black and Abdallah slap and tickle that was going upstairs. You were screaming What's that ridiculous? you were so upset at this press release that the Bulls sent out this afternoon. Here's my question. Where is this going to be located? Um, if this is some question. on the concourse thing, then I don't care. If it's in the seating bowl where we will see it on TV and we will see it sitting in our seats at the stadium, this is stupid. Uh, I don't see, what see I'm where like, it's. I don't think it says where it's going to go. Like if they're going to do this Ring of Honor and it's inside the concourse, and mm-hmm. so as you're walking around, you see the names. I don't care about that. Do you want to go to the game? No, I don't. My point is, if this is in the seating bowl, to have duplicates of Jordan's name up is stupid. To have yeah. duplicates of Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen and that's Rodman, stupid. it's dumb. And and to throw all the great names in in the first one. Completely waters down what will be entered in in the future. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to find the exact press release to see if it says. I read the press release. It doesn't say say where it's going to be. Now, when I hear Ring of Honor in sports, the Ring of Honor is around the the stadium. And you see it in the the seating bowl. If you can't see it in the seating bowl and you can't see it from your seats, you can't see it on TV, then why even have it? You, you understand what I'm saying? But they don't need this. Ring of Honors are for, like, look, the, ba- the Bears have told, the NFL has told the Bears you can't retire any more numbers. You have too many retired numbers. Yeah. Okay? 
So now the Having solution a ring is of honor would be a nice thing. A for ring the of honor for totally in agree. Soldier Field or the new stadium wherever they end up. Right. right. That would that, that's something I understand because there's so many great Bears that it makes sense for the Bulls. There's a lot of great Bulls, but it's like two eras. Yeah. Well, we're, you you mentioned there's they're putting a team in. Yeah, they're putting the whole 95-96 team in. Okay, how many duplicates are there? Well, you've got... The coach. The coach. The GM. The GM. There's at least three players that Pippen, are all on that same team. Pippen, Jordan, Rodman. Yeah, so like, wait, you're essentially doing a ring of honor of a bunch of people who have already been established as notables who have been celebrated they're already. They're doing this on January 12th against the Warriors, where Steve Kerr is going to be there because he was on the 95-96 team. Like, he's going to be there, and they're going to do this at halftime. Is... Are people going to be there? Is Jordan coming? You know what I think the Bulls should concern themselves with? Trying to win now. <laughs> win some games now. Like, like quit li- looking in the past. That's, that's why they're trying to add win now players. Does, Jor- does Jordan show up? No. No, does he, he doesn't show up. For a ring of honor, he doesn't no. show up? No, because if it's a, a, a half-assed ring around the, the United Center and the in- inside of the con- Congress, uh, Con, in the walkway, yeah. like it doesn't Concourse. matter. Concourse, yeah. it doesn't matter. Is, is is Pippen still an ambassador? I don't know. Does he show up? I don't know. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Does Phil show up? And and you know what's sad about this is the Bulls have actually been playing some decent basketball. They, have they lost without, last night, but they've been playing some well, decent they were basketball. Very competitive last night against a very good team. And you know what a shock! The offense looks better without Zach Levine. Hmm. 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 Interesting. Not to be the show that says we told you so, but we've been we telling told you, so you so for the last six years. We told you so. That he is a selfish me first player and he is not a winning player in the NBA. But, you know, it's all right. It's just funny to me that all of a sudden the, the Bulls offense is looking a little bit better. I think we should go. To, to Ring of Honor night? To Ring of Honor night. I'll go. I love NBA basketball. I have no problem it's the with Warriors. that. Warriors. I know it's the Warriors. I'll go. They they look like crap right now too. Well, no, we got to we got to make sure we're there for halftime because we got to we got to see the ceremony. I just want to know where is the ring going to be? Is it we'll in the out. stadium? We'll find out. Can you see it from the seats? It's probably going to be like around the suites or something where yeah. like the like those things are. It's not a bad idea. It's just the Bulls they don't need you don't need that. No, you absolutely don't. Jacob in Berwyn, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jacob? Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, um, man? Oh, it's going pretty good. I was, you guys were actually in the Forest Park area last night. I didn't know that until we were. I was Where were you? The, uh, I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't make it out last night. It's okay. But next time. Uh, yes, next time. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Bulls. Uh, this whole like Ring of Honor thing kind of seems a little bit uh, silly and pointless. You know, you kind of expect this kind of thing from a team that had just achieved a lot, whereas the Bulls haven't really achieved anything in the last. You know, give it any number of years. They haven't done anything. But, you know, you guys definitely deserve to take your victory lap on Zach Levine because I'm tired of watching that guy. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's night and day seeing the team play without him, really. I mean, especially Kobe White. You know, he's had, you know, more of that kind of role to fill in for Zach, but mm-hmm. he, he's done exceptionally well. You know, I mean, he, he's a great three-point shooter. I mean, he's pulling up from the logo sometimes and hitting three-point shots. Mm-hmm. He's the only guy on the team that can do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think over the course of his development, uh, you know, the last five years since they've drafted him, he's a terrible defender when he first got here. But, you know, I think he's really improved on that end as well. He's making some nice passes and things like that. I've really enjoyed watching him in the last 
you know, week or so, kind of reinvigorated my uh, Bulls fandom a bit. What do you guys think of Kobe White? Uh, I think they should put him in the ring of honor. (laughs) (laughs) No, Kobe White's playing good basketball. He's playing a lot better. I agree with you, Jacob. I, I, I think the one thing that I always pointed to in the whole Zach Levine conversation was if you can replace his minutes with a willing guy who's going to give effort on both ends of the floor. Like the one thing you've noticed with the offense since Zach's been out is the ball's moving. And when it gets to someone, when the shot needs to go up, no matter who that person is, it's going up. So either it's Kobe White, Patrick Williams, Torrey Craig, uh, Alex Caruso, um, Javon Carter, uh, Dasumu, the, mm-hmm. whoever, wherever the ball flows to in the offense, you're taking the open shot and you're taking advantage of the movement of the ball, the spacing, and that's what current NBA basketball looks like. And what makes that work is having guys willing to bust it on the back end for the defensive side. That's where it all falls apart for the Bulls, is that in many situations, because DeMar DeRozan is a minus defender, and Zach is also a minus de- defender who gives no effort on the defensive end, yeah. you have two of your five-man group not playing good defense. You can cover for one guy. So DeMar DeRozan, it's okay that he's not a great defender because he gives a little effort. You can't cover for three you know, guys. Like Steph Curry has never been good defensively. No. You know what he does, though? He gives effort defensively, and that's almost all you need to be a serviceable slash great player in the league is you got to just at least give the effort. Mm -hmm. And that's where you replace Zach's minutes with players who are giving the effort defensively, who are decent at defense. And then on offense, when they get the ball, they're either passing it on to the next guy or if they're open, they're taking the shot. And that's where you're seeing the flow of the offense kind of work in. And like Jacob was saying, Kobe White has taken advantage of the opportunity and he's taking the shots. You know, like, I also wonder with Kobe White, it's one of those things where when you have the elder statesmen around you, you're kind of deferring to them. Yeah. And so with Zach not there, now we saw it last night against Milwaukee. DeMar dominated the ball at the end, and it kind of... Kobe didn't take a three-point shot in the last, like, since, what, yeah. a minute and a half of the game and then all of the uh, overtime. In previous games, though, Kobe was working in and taking his shots, and everything was kind of falling into place. And yeah. And I think that's where you remove a, a piece, and it could be a subtraction, which then gives you an addition on the back end where Zach is a better player by himself than everyone else on the team. He's just not a winning player. Nope. He's just not. It's been proven over time. We called it from the start. That's exactly who he is. Let him move on to somewhere else. He can go play for Charlotte for the next five years and not win a playoff game there. That's where he belongs. We're here. We just need guys who can play defense, shoot threes, and we got all the other pieces, and it's starting to kind of come together. It, it, it's not a winning formula. I don't think that this is going to sustain for the long haul this season, but I do think right now it, it's looking better than it did at the start. Yeah, absolutely. I think that Kobe's looked a lot better. I think, you know, Pat Williams still is, is I don't think he's going to be a serviceable player. Uh, if you want to keep him, because you you decide to trade everybody and try to get some younger assets in here, but if you're trying to bring in winning players now, then P- Pat Williams is just going to be another guy on this team. I think it depends. All depends on what you decide to do with Demar and what you decide to do with Caruso, because we all believe that Zach's going to be out. So right now, with Zach not in, they've been playing better. Caruso being out right now hurts them with his injury, but other than that, I think they've been playing a lot better basketball without a guy who doesn't seem. We know he doesn't want to be here anymore. It's Blake Abdal. 
Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. yesterday in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, over the weekend, they won the in-season tournament. You know, it was such a smart idea by the NBA, taking a full weekend off and only having one game on a Saturday and Sunday in the regular season. I'm being sarcastic. Uh, so they win the, the championship game to the in-season tournament, Abdallah. Big fanfare, big ratings. People are really oh, yeah. into it. Uh, you see the story yesterday that the Los Angeles Lakers... The franchise that has won 17 NBA championships are planning to hang a banner in the crypt, crypto.com arena, used to be Staples Center, for the in-season tournament. Now, they've said that this banner will have a space where they'll add years to it if they win more in-season tournaments. So, like, they will not continue to put up more banners. Yeah. For it, which I think is a smart move. Uh, is it ridiculous for a team that's won 17 NBA championships to try and hang a banner for the in-season tournament? You know, I went back and forth about this. I'm not as outraged about this as I am the Bulls Ring of Honor. <laughs> and I think that... They're going to hang a banner... For an in-season tournament no, that I understand took place that. before I understand that. Christmas, I understand that. before the season even gets going. That. But, okay, like, obviously, LeBron's there now, but I always think of Kobe, right? And, like, what would Kobe do? WWKD, man, what would Kobe do? And if there's a, if there's a trophy attached to it, Kobe would want it, right? That's true. If there's a way to say that he won something over you... Kobe would want it. And you're, you damn well know that Kobe would be like, yeah, we won that. Ain't no thing, but we won it. Like, it's not a big deal, but we won and you didn't, you know? And so, to me, it's not the end of the world. We've seen worse banners, right? We've seen, like, AFC division ch- uh, playoff participant banners, right? Like, there's, there's been a lot worse. Well, the, the weirdest by far in sports history would be what Miami has hanging in their arena. They have a Dan Marino jersey hanging in the Heat's yeah. basketball arena. Yes. And don't they have Jordan's they do. jersey retired they do. Yeah. in Miami? Yeah. A team that Jordan beat down multiple times yeah. in the playoffs? Yes. That's weird. If a team here in Chicago had a banner hanging for a player who was a rival... That would be strange, even mm-hmm. if he's the greatest player in the sports history. If the Bears on their ring of honor or, or their new stadium hang a Patrick Mahomes jersey because Mahomes goes down as the greatest quarterback in league history, that would be strange. It would be weird. It'd be very weird. So I, I don't think it's that weird. You know, I don't, the, think, it's, I don't think it's horrible. You, you bring up a great point about Kobe, like how would he handle it? Hanging the in-season tournament banner 
seems very clipper esque. Like if they okay, if it's they have like clippers. a if they have a ceremony, it seems very clipper. If they do a ceremony for it, it's weird. But They're if you going just to. if you just show up to the next Lakers game and you're like, oh man, that's cool. Like that's fine. I don't need the ceremony. December eighteenth against the Knicks. Yeah, they'll reveal the banner. They'll also honor LeBron James and Anthony Davis for being named to the in-season all-tournament team. Okay. So there you go. There you go, LeBron. There it is. It's very Clipper-esque to hang a banner that doesn't really mean anything. All I know is that the Bulls don't have one. Well, they, they were bounced. They didn't Mike, even win Michael one Jordan. game in group play. Michael Jordan never won an in-season tournament. Mark in Lincoln Park. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mark? What's going on tonight, man? What's up? Good show. Hey, Chris, this yeah. is probably more your wheelhouse than anything. Um, so you guys were talking about Zach Levine. Yeah. It, I think we talked about this before, but if you go to the ProSite scouts when he was at UCLA, read their whole narrative because they're like, oh, he's a good player, but he lacks the intensity to the next level to be like a superstar. Mm-hmm. And it's like it never developed. It, 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 it's like verbatim how those guys wrote it his whole career. So it's kind of mind-boggling. You couple that with Will Bontan. You know, Zach wouldn't even be a three on a top team. How they could give him a one uh, contract, it's, it's, it was a disconnect if you go all the way back to his college play. Yeah, Mark, and that's a good point. That's why, like, if you were someone who, who watched Zach play at Minnesota when, when he was with the Timberwolves, they saw the call, Mark. Like, the, he's been the exact same player the entire story the entire journey right mm-hmm. like he's improved he's become a much better three-point shooter yeah his stats have gone up every year but he's the same type of player he was when he was at ucla and then with the timberwolves and then now with the bulls it that's that's why on draft night when the trade was made i was on this radio station telling nick Ferdell and jonathan hood that the bulls did not get the best player in this deal the best player in this deal is going to minnesota and mm-hmm. that was jimmy butler mm-hmm. and that i don't know if i'm in the business of giving up the best player in trades even if you're getting all these pieces back because remember that's how they sold it yeah chris dunn lowry marketing assets man zach levine assets they're getting all these young pieces back yep. well guess nice what? pieces you know who the best player is still it's jimmy butler mm-hmm. i know marketing has developed i'm not gonna put like, Markkanen's not one of those Chicago athletes who leave who I say, you know, we missed out. Yeah. He wasn't good when he was here. He developed later. Mm-hmm. You know, if the same happens with Patrick Williams, are we going to look back and be like, oh, they really missed on Patrick Williams? No. no. He was no good here. Yeah. He developed when he realized that he was going to get kicked out of the league if he didn't improve. You know, when you get to your second, your third spot, you got to get better at yeah. some point. They... Jimmy Butler is the best player in that deal. Zach was never that, and he doesn't have the fight that Jimmy brings. If Jimmy Butler was here, I guarantee you this team would have won more games over the last few seasons oh, absolutely. than with Zach Levine. Absolutely, and I think that Jimmy Butler is a player that like he brings the best out of the team around him, too. You know, He'll carry teams, but he also makes other players around him better. What Zach Levine doesn't make anybody better. No. He doesn't make anybody else on the team better. No, he, he slows doesn't. it down. He does, like, it's, it's not good. It's not good. We go to Vic in Naperville. You're on ESPN 1000. What's Hello, up, Vic? Vic? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Hey, big fan of your guys' show. Thank hey, you. so I know Thanks, we kind of switch. Sw- I know we kind of switch topics over here to the Bulls, but uh, I do want to bring it back to the Bears just real quick because I know it. we were talking about. Yeah, I know we were talking about um, whether we think uh, Eberflus deserves another year, whether they should go with Harbaugh. Here's kind of my take on this. So after. 
they fired Lovey after a 10 and 6 season. Uh, they went offense. They went with Tressman. Then they, they went with um, John Fox, who was defense. Then back to Nagy. Now back to Eberflus. So you have that whole like offense, defense, offense, defense um, head coach hiring scheme that um, that I guess they're doing. My concern is this. My concern is that with them going back to a guy in Eberflus who, for for all intents and purposes, he kind of does come from that Lovey Smith tree uh, with him being that Rod Marinelli disciple. My concern is they're going to stick with Eberflus, and I think they're going to just build the team around the defense while not focusing on the offense. So when Lovey was the coach, they had so many mediocre offenses, but their defense was uh, largely a top defense in the league for a good part of Lovey's tenure here. Um, my concern is is that they're going to give Eberflus another year, um, which I can't say I would totally disagree with, but in my opinion, Getsy's got to go. And, and my concern is they're going to maintain Getsy there as the OC just to keep Justin in a situation where he's not constantly having to adapt to a new coaching scheme uh, and a new coach. So, um, you know, curious to hear you guys' thoughts on that, but um, I'll go ahead and shut up and listen. Yeah, thanks, Vic. Go ahead, Abdal. Well, you know how I feel, Chris, and uh, Vic, with all due respect, I don't think that Getsy needs to go anywhere. I think that Getsy's doing just fine. I think that Getsy's game plan has worked the last few weeks of the season, more than just three games. You know, if you go back to uh, basically after the Chargers game, they were in every single game. He tailored the game around Tyson Bagent. He's tailored the game to the opponent. After, I keep going back to the adjustment that they made to the Vikings. And I know they didn't score any, any touchdowns. I get that. And I know the goal is to score touchdowns, sure. But sometimes you got to win a rock fight. And they won the rock fight. They got the ball out faster. They were trying to get minimize the, the pressure on Justin Fields. And the way you do that is you run 30 freaking screens in a game. And that's how you do it. And then eventually when they needed to, they went over the middle. He gets the ball to Mooney. They set it up for the field goal. They win the game. The game plan is the game plan. It's what does what uh, Tomlin say? The standard is the standard. The game plan is the game plan. If that's the game plan and it works and you win, I get it. It's outcome bias. But it works and it wins. And so you're right, Vic. It would set him up with a new offensive coordinator and a new system. Or what if they fire Getze and then promote from within and then you've got a first-time play caller? You're not getting – it's very unlikely. I'm not going to say you're not going to have him because there's no absolutes. I'm not a Sith Lord. It's very unlikely that you're going to get another offensive coordinator to come in here and take the job in what might be Matt Eberflus's last year. We don't know what's going to happen next year. You're more than likely going to get another – quarterbacks coach or someone from college who either has called plays in college or has never called plays in the NFL. More importantly, never called plays in the NFL. And then you're going to have a guy that's learning on the job again. And it goes back to the same thing as Matt Eberflus. Matt Eberflus. I don't want to see it. Justin Fields is improving as a quarterback. You have to give Getzey some credit in that. Is it fair to say that I thought Getzey did a better job last season than he's doing this season? Because he had less to work with? And I, I felt like some of the game plans last season at the end, they were, they were smarter. They were taking more advantage of what you had to work with. See what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I do feel like he's missed at times this season. You, you've said he's done a, a decent job. I'd, 
I don't know if I would agree with that. I just think that I don't think he's doing a terrible job. Decent is base is like I'm not even saying good. I said decent. Yeah, no, I know, but like I, it's I decent, feel, good. I great. felt better about it last season than like I feel like last season after games we were like that was smart. That was a great play call. There was that this then the other. This season there's been a lot of short yardage plays that have been terrible. Yeah. I agree with you. And I just feel like in some of the game plans I feel like have been bad. In last season, it felt like it was a little bit better. But how many times do we watch games with the best play callers in the NFL? And we're like, what are you doing that for? It happens every game. Of course. Like, we nitpick because we watch the Bears so much. And, like, it's like Justin Fields overthrowing overthrowing Darnell Mooney. Like, oh, we overthrew Darnell Mooney. Okay, quarterbacks overthrow receivers every game. The point is that for a majority of the game, he made the plays when he needed to. And they won the game. And I'm talking about the Lions game, not the, uh, the, the Vikings game. Like... People are nitpicking too much, I feel like, because we're zeroed in and people have made up their minds. People have very much made up their minds. Either you want Getsy or Eberflus gone or Fields gone, and you're not willing to watch the games and adjust to your opinion from what it was a month ago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Abdallah, we'll see if this segment goes well or not. Are you aware of something called Whamageddon? Do you know what I'm talking about with this? Whamageddon? Yes. Do you know what this is? Can you explain this to the people? So, Wham created the song, Last Christmas, Mm -hmm. about Christmas, the last one. Or maybe this is the last one. I don't really know. Anyway, Whamageddon is Whamageddon, like I'm... (laughs) The most Chicago person ever. Whamageddon. Whamageddon. Uh, is people around, mostly the UK. Um, different parts of Europe. Different parts of Europe try to avoid hearing this song. Last Christmas. Until Christmas. Right. They go out of their way. So imagine if, uh, I would, I would equiv, equiv, I would basically you, you okay? say, yeah. Equate. Equate. This, thank, thank you, you Kevin. Kevin, appreciate uh, it to being the, in America, if you tried to go out of your way to not hear All I Want for Christmas is You, okay? So people go out of their way. If it comes on the radio station, they change it. If they're in a store and it comes on, they leave. Like, you go out of your way, and then you have the Whamageddon on Christmas, where then you then listen to it. The goal is to not hear the song for the entire month of December until you get to Christmas. Wham! Last Christmas. To be honest, Abdallah, I think the 
this is the first time I'm hearing this song this Christmas season. I really haven't consumed much Christmas music to this point. I really ramp it up as we get closer. Like next week, I'll start ramping up the Christmas music when we're a week mm-hmm. out. I love Christmas music. I love the Christmas season. Yeah. It's fun. You get the tree up. You're out caroling. This you, is you, not you, one you, I hear a lot. Are you a carol? Uh, you go out and sing? You, you were in uh, choir? No, I don't. I don't go out and were sing. Were you not in choir? I was. So why don't you go out and sing and practice a little? Um, I think it would be a nice thing for you and your have, family. I don't have friends to go caroling with. You could come to my house. No, it's not just going to be me singing. <laughs> I need I need caroling friends. So I guess the question is this. In this country, have you ever heard of Whamageddon? Are people playing Whamageddon? I had not heard of it. And the story is uh, a DJ at a soccer game played this song. Yes. And cost 7,000 people that were at this game. It was a small soccer stadium. eliminated them from the competition. Eliminated them from their Whamageddon competitions. They did the Seinfeld. They Kramer slapped the money down. I'm out. Yeah, they were all out. He had to issue a public apology for playing it at the game. Because so many people were mad on on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere that they couldn't couldn't compete anymore. He had to (laughs) issue a public apology. It's essentially the equivalent of, like, rickrolling an entire stadium. Yeah. Uh, Who is this? Northampton Town FC is where the match was. And he played the song. 7,000 people in attendance. They were upset. In one fell swoop, they were eliminated from the Whamageddon competition in December. I mean, it's a, it's kind of a weird thing to do, right? It's funny. I like it. Like, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think I, it's funny. I do the opposite. I hope people are playing this game and we just eliminated them from You're the game. You're all out. I'm not going to apologize for it. I do the opposite. All I want for Christmas is you, is you comes on the radio. I crank that up. Well, yeah, I'm in but a it's, store. Not a, it's not a contest. Maybe it should dance. be a contest. But I like the song. Oh, yeah, it's a good song. This song's not for me. It's weird. Oh, I don't mind this song. I don't like this song. You don't like it? I don't like this song. Really? I don't like this song. It's a pretty good song. Yeah, what's the problem with it? I don't like this song. If music is subjective... I don't like this song. Yeah, but you're, you're doing your alternative. I'm nope. going to be a counterculture thing. I love All I Want for Christmas is You. So many people hate it. But let me just take a, take a little ear listen here. What's wrong with this? The chorus is fine. The vocals uh, it, during the, the verses are weird. <laughs> like there's whispers and like... <sighs> it's Christmas. No, it's weird, man. What's wrong with that? Nah. All right. So hopefully uh, this eliminated you from a stupid contest. You can thank Black Abdallah later. Hernando in Libertyville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Hernando? Hey, guys. Um, just wanted to kind of piggyback on what Abdallah was saying with, with Luke Getze. Um, I think Bears fans are just so quick to forget the the head coaching and the offensive uh, coordinators that we've had in really since ever. I mean, we, we haven't really had a good one. Um and Getsy's at least proven that he's, like you said, decent, serviceable. Um, where in the past, I mean, look at look at what's going on with Patrick Mahomes this year, getting Maggie back. Um, you know, I think there's something to be said about uh, continuity, keeping him, you know, for another year instead of having uh, Justin Fields, you know, being in his what would that be his his third offense in four years if yeah. we were to change the OC. So, um, yeah, that's, that's all I got for you guys. 
Thanks, Fernando. Appreciate the phone call. We go to Lavelle on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lavelle? Hey, guys. I just wanted to um, pose a couple questions to you. It seems like there's been a lot of talk about, well, first of all, let's start with Montez Sweat. When we first got him, it was some negative chatter about was this trade worth it. And I, and I always thought that if he got three sacks here, he already had six and a half. If he had three sacks here, that would be acceptable. Four would be the sweet spot. Anything above that is just gravy. And he's at, what, ten and a half now, so mm-hmm. he's happy about that. My next, the next thing is resetting the clock. There's a lot of talk about getting another quarterback so mm-hmm. we can reset this clock. Right. But my thing is we have about at least three or four serious holes to be filled that will also be expensive. We don't know if we're going to keep – I think they're going to let Eddie Jackson go. We don't know about Jalen Johnson. We still need a tackle, and we still need a center. So that's a lot of money as well. And if Justin Fields wants a max contract, that means we have – that means we got a damn good quarterback. So I want to know what you guys thought about that. In terms of resetting the clock just to save money, I think if we were able to keep Justin Fields, and we can plug a lot of holes that would acquire so much money. I'm with you, Lavelle. Thank you for the phone call. If the quarterback works out, if he's already on your roster, Lavelle's right. Like now you're fixing other things, and now it's like we're trying to win moving forward. Well, I think that that's a conversation where if you're going to bail on the quarterback and the coach, that means you have to go back to all right, we're acquiring pieces. We've got to hope, okay, now maybe we'll win in three years. And like to play devil's advocate, here's what the other solution would be, right? You like Eberflus as a head coach. Justin and Getze aren't working out. You get rid of both of them. You trade fields for whatever you can get for him. You fire Luke Getze. You bring in a new OC. You draft a quarterback with that first pick. Or maybe you still trade back because you don't want Caleb Williams. You want Bo Nix or someone like that. So you trade back, whatever. The point is you're restarting your financial clock. So now you have five years of financial flexibility with what you think is going to be a better quarterback, and then you build up your offensive line even more. You can you get you draft a wide receiver if you want to. You can spend money on your defense. You add more because you're financially less. Because if they stick with Fields, that financial clock he's going to be due twenty five million for the fifth year, and then after that you need to resign him. He's not going to make the most money in the NFL, but he's going to be close. We'll up there with the NFL. He's going to make a lot of money, and that's going to be a decent percentage of your cap space. He's going to make like 20% of your cap. Exactly. That's what it will And so if, if you want be. to, re, quote, reset the clock, that would be the way to do it, is now you have five years of financial flexibility where you can have a great team around a rookie quarterback who can learn on the job, and then you go from there, right? To me, that I'm not 1,000% opposed to that argument like if that's your argument if you're saying look look at what the seahawks did right russell wilson came in said he was going to take the job he took the job they went with him they were able to spend a buttload of money on their defense and they won because of it and like they were good because of that defense and because russell wilson was good as a rookie and then while he was on that that short that you know cheap money deal if you want to do that with bo nicks or drake may or caleb williams I could see a path to that. I can I can get behind you on that. I'm not just saying, well, just throw out Justin Fields because he's bad. You're resetting your financial clock. I understand that. I think the franchise wants to win now, though. I agree with you. 
I agree. I don't think that they're interested in taking another four to five years to eventually win. But I don't could, think like like this is something you and I have talked about. If you draft the right times. guy and it's CJ Stroud, right? If you draft the right guy and you get a guy that can win you nine ten games, like you're in it. Yeah, you pass on CJ Stroud though. But okay, but you don't want to do you, that again. You, you did the due diligence and you said that he wasn't good enough for you to use a pick. But on, you could do that again. So you kept Justin Fields. So if you, you keep Justin Fields that. this year, you could be passing no, on. But that, I don't think that. Like that's my point. Is like they already missed on a quarterback. I know. They could have had CJ Stroud. If the Bears had CJ Stroud right now, this offense would be better, and I would imagine they'd have a better record. They already missed on that. Okay, so now we're only taking a quarterback because we're petrified that we don't want to miss the next guy? No, not petrified that you don't want to miss the next that's guy. But if, that's what it sounds like for a lot th- in town is that we, oh, God yes. forbid we miss the next no, guy. I'm, I'm, oh, 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 no. Playing devil's God advocate, forbid. just pointing it out, playing devil's advocate, that if you want, if you like someone just as much or better than Justin Fields, if you think Bo Nix is going to be the next, or Drake May or Caleb Williams is going to be the next great quarterback in the NFL. Then and you can also make the case to resetting the clock financially. I completely understand that. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Eberflus. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Thank you to Kevin Zipak and Sean Graney for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. We'll return tomorrow night, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000. We'll also be with Carmen and Yurko starting at noon tomorrow, right here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah, you had a question for me upstairs. You asked if I uh, shower correctly. Yeah, do you shower correctly? I don't know what that means. How do you shower? In the shower. So there's a uh, video on TikTok that's Standing going around. Underwater. That uh, has has uh, over Shampoo. five million, like over eight million views now. Okay, um, and it's a a woman posing a question: Do you a shower, the, shower the correct way or the incorrect way? What's the incorrect way to shower? Do, does the, do you stand with the water hitting you in the face, or do you stand with the water hitting you in the back as you shower and like rinse and all that kind of stuff? What if the water is uh, coming from above? Well, then you're a rich person. I'll talk to Sean and Kevin. Uh, Sean and Kevin, who uh, are common folk like myself, who don't have rain showers. Uh, do you guys shower the corroach way? Do you guys face the shower? I do both. I, I rotate. Well, primarily, which okay, way primarily are you Primarily, I will be facing the shower head. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Incorrect on. way. That's, incorrect. that's why I smell so bad. I actually face the opposite way. The opposite way, yeah, right? To your back. The right and way. the water runs down well, your well, back. when I'm washing my hair, I turn around the other way and I let the hair or okay. you know, and you do have long hair. Not like long hair, uh, medium but you've length. Got, medium length. You got hair. medium yeah. length hair. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Which way do you stand? I face I have the shower at my back. Okay. And then you And then you, I'll turn around and like wash my face. And then you turn around to Yeah. get the soap off. Yeah. And if okay. I'm yeah, and I turn around like wash my I face, mean, I face the shower when I'm washing my face. You obviously. can still kind of do that with a rain shower, though. You can like you stand to the side, you get the soap going. You have and the then two you... people scrubbing you from each side. 
You look like Tim Robbins when you're out of the, <laughs> get out of the shower from the gift. Is that what you look like in the shower? I, I'm just saying, like, you, you can kind of, I would have, like, if it was straight on at my face, yeah. I would be, it would, I would turn. Okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't have the the water come straight at my face. Like people like she was so saying that was she it. was talking to her mother and her mother was saying that when she showers, she showers facing the shower the entire time. So when she rinses her hair, the it's hitting her in the face. The water's hitting her in the face <laughs> and running down that way. And that's the incorrect way to shower. Well, like most or some women try not to get their hair wet when they shower. Well, this is that's for when a, they that's do. A thing. This is for when they do. Right? Because, yeah. like, I don't know. As You're a not guy, supposed to wash your hair every day. I think that's malarkey. I don't feel like a normal person if I don't wash my hair every if you, day. For a guy, if you put product in your hair, like you and I both do, you got to yeah. wash your hair every day. Of course. You got to wash your hair every day. You got to wash. You got to wash. Every day. You got to wash. You got to wash. Derek in Carol's stream. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Derek? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks what's for taking up? my call. No problem, man. Hey, uh, Abdallah was just mentioned a few minutes ago about potentially, you know, what if we were fall backwards a little bit to draft Bo Nix. I was just wondering where are Bo Nix or Penix projected to go? Because I'd like, actually, either one of those guys. So, Jaden Daniels moved up to, like, the third quarterback on some boards. Yeah, thanks for the call, Derek. Both, I think both Nix and Daniel are projected to be first-round picks. Yeah, I think that Penix... And McCarthy are like those fringe. Someone could trade back into the first round or maybe take them late in the first round so you get the extra year. They could be a day two quarterback, but like Penix mostly because of the injuries. He's had two ACL surgeries and all that kind of stuff. So, like, and JJ McCarthy, I feel like you're going to get a run on quarterbacks. There always is. Someone gets desperate and moves up or, you know, either trades back so they can get one or moves up into the first round so they can come back and get one. So they're both like in that, you know, End of the first round, beginning of the second round range. Tony in Dyer, Indiana. You're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys. Hey guys how are you? We're good, man. Good. What's up, Tony? Hey, listen, real quick. You know, this morning I was reading on one of your competitor websites about oh, Justin thanks. Fields. Hmm. And my question goes real quick. They said, right now, Justin's quarterback rating is better than that of Trevor Lawrence. Number two, mm-hmm. his pass-to-interception ratio is better than Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. And last but not least, his average rushing yards per game is better than Jalen Hurts. Guys, I got to ask you a question. What metrics do you use to, to, to evaluate somebody and say, he's not our guy? Yeah, and Tony, that's a fair point. And if you want to piecemeal a hot take together and, and cherry pick stats from all over the place to make the case, then go for it. I mean, the eyeballs suggest that the quarterbacks that you listed off fields is not better than. Although he is at a higher quarterback rating than some very notable quarterbacks. You got to use everything. Yeah. You use stats, use your eyes, use everything. Use wins, use use win, everything. You use, use everything, every tool at your disposal. Use it to evaluate quarterbacks. We'll talk to you tomorrow night at 6. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.